the Dodgers may have found a new way to deal with their prospect glut. Kike Hernandez likely not coming back to the Dodgers. Where could he end up? And the Dodgers pitching factory. How does it work? How do they figure it out? How do they make everybody better? That's what's coming up. So make sure to keep it locked on Dodgers. You are locked on Dodgers. Your daily Los Angeles Dodgers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Yo, 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 Dodger fans. Welcome to Locked On Dodgers. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, the number one local sports daily podcast network. Locked On, your team every day. This is a daily podcast covering the Los Angeles Dodgers, bringing you the smart fans' perspective on our boys in blue. Find us wherever you find podcasts and on YouTube simply by searching for Locked On Dodgers. And if you want to become an everydayer, all you have to do is listen or watch every day. And you can make that uh, easy task by subscribing wherever you have podcasts and on YouTube. Today's episode is brought to you by Jace Medical. Empower yourself when you purchase a Jace case, providing you with a personal supply of five antibiotics that treat 50 plus infections. Get yours today at jacemedical.com and use code locked on to get $20 off your order. That's J A S E medical.com. If this is your first time that you're watching, listening, or watching, welcome. My name is Vince Samperio. I'm usually joined by co host Jeff Snyder, but uh, it's just me today. Jeff and I are both lifelong Dodger fans that have covered the team for a while now in, in various capacities. This podcast being one of them. We've been the press box, we've been in the locker room, we've been a Camelback, we've been Dodger Stadium, we've been all over. Uh, we're not quite insiders, we're just here to bring you some, uh, our thoughts about the Dodgers, which are hopefully smart and rational and uh, make you a more knowledgeable Dodger fan. And as always, here to do that again today, there was no transactional news really over the weekend uh, in terms of the Dodgers getting any new players. They did settle... Nobody's going to arbitration. If you are very interested in it, uh, I can run through it real quick. Will Smith settled at uh, $8.55 million. Walker Buehler, $8.025. Evan Phillips, $4 million. Ryan Yarbrough, $3.9. Bruce Dark Gradrall, $2.7. Caleb Ferguson, $2.4. Dustin May, $2.135. Gavin Lux, $1.25. Alex Vesia, $1 million, and J.P. Fireisen, 700000 So uh, nothing too crazy for the Dodgers in terms of any added uh, or any big numbers. Uh, in terms of baseball, Juan Soto did set the arbitration record. Uh, he got 31 mil from the Yankees, beating out the 30 mil that Otani got in his last year with the Angels. So... There is big money to be had out there. Dodgers' highest uh, was eight mil, so nothing too intense. The other little bit of news in the Dodger world, Raleigh Banez has reportedly been hired as vice president of baseball development and special projects. Uh, not entirely sure what all that will mean. Uh, obviously, baseball development, we know what that means, special projects. Not sure if it will be related to – you know, baseball development, but just maybe, you know, other countries or other programs or other whatever. Uh, we'll, we'll see as time goes on. Ibanez had been working with the league the last couple of years, last few years, uh, bef- and he had worked with the Dodgers before that. So 
He never played with the Dodgers in his career, but now has been part of the Dodgers organization in two different capacities. So, again, uh, I don't know if that means we'll see more of Raul Ibanez, if we'll hear him talk more, if he'll, you know, have a hand in certain things. But uh, it's news, so had to had to had to touch on it. Other than that, that was the only bit of real news we had. Uh, however, we will talk about something that the Dodgers could be thinking of to do more in the future or could be a way they, you know, the Dodgers kind of have the farm system overall is still good right now, but there are a lot of players that are or will be close to the majors in the next year. A lot of prospects that are in, you know, the older range, 25, 26, uh, you know, going on 26, 27, coming in the future years. One of those players was Michael Bush, who they did trade last week. And, you know, Jeff broke it down and, and kind of what the Dodgers got prospect-wise with Lindsey Crosby last week. Uh, but there was a nugget in a Ken Rosenthal article over the weekend saying, before trading infielder Michael Bush to the Cubs, the Dodgers included him in some of their offers to the White Sox for Dylan Cease. Um, Rosenthal added that the Dodgers' interest in Cease was stronger before they signed Yamamoto and that they still talked to the White Sox after. Um, but he says that the trade with the Cubs indicated they were looking for future value. And then he added the Dodgers discussed flipping Cease to another club, the Orioles one being one possibility, and acquiring prospects that way. So that got me thinking, like, are the Dodgers trying to find, you know, the 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 joke in the baseball world is, uh, you know, finding the new market inefficiency, how you can, you know, outsmart the baseball world or at least get ahead of the baseball world. And uh, could this be the Dodgers' way of finding that market inefficiency? You know, getting – I think, obviously, you know, this was probably a thought of a plan – I really can't see the Dodgers legitimately acquiring Dylan Cease and then trading him. Like, you know, we've, we saw them do that before in the past, you know, that when they got Andrew Heaney back in the day and then they traded him right away. But Andrew Heaney was, was not at the level that Dylan Cease was at that point. Uh, he just, you know, was more potential at that point. So, but it got me thinking, you know, with the, like I said, with, with the kind of glut they have right now of talent that's either getting older and, you know, maybe should be in the majors, but just the Dodgers are built a little differently these days. They're, they're built to, they're always built to win. But as we've talked about, you know, going out and, and spending the money they did this off season, it's a little bit different in the sense of, of built to win. They, they, you know, can go with more or or be looking into more established talent rather than looking into, you know, developing talent as they go along. Now, they're still going to do that. And, and you know, they're still going to have times when that's needed because of injuries or whatever else. But, you know, I don't think they're just going to, you know, last year they gave the keys to Miguel Vargas and it didn't work out for, for them. And, you know, they had to make the change at, uh, around the middle of the season where this year, like they're not necessarily handing anything to anybody really other than, you know, Bobby Miller is 
seemingly assured a spot in the rotation. Um, and then Emmett Sheehan could potentially have a spot in the rotation. But other than that, there's not really any rookies that are or, or young players that are expected to take on a huge role with the Dodgers. A lot more established talent. You know, you got well, Outman, I guess, counts toward that. Uh, but again, it, it's he he already did it for a full season. So it's not as much of a risk. Uh, still a risk, but, you know, not as much of a risk as, you know, somebody that hadn't played or hadn't performed in the big leagues yet. So, you know, with Vargas and, you know, Landon Neck and, and you know, Frasso and all these guys that were that that vaunted double A rotation from last year, uh, you know, could the Dodgers attack the market this way where you're not necessarily, you know, you're going to lose a little bit in the prospect, you know, rankings, I guess, in terms of like Michael Bush was a top 100 prospect. The guys that they got from the Cubs are currently not top 100 prospects, but they're younger. They're, you know, more flyer types. And, and we hear the word, we hear flyer types a lot in baseball. But, you know, as we've seen and, and as we've kind of grown to know Andrew Friedman and the Dodgers front office, I would trust the flyers that they take chances on a lot more than flyers that other teams take chances on. So I think that this is a way for them to, to kind of do that where, you know, if they do say like, Hey, you know what, Miguel Vargas is not a spot for you. We have some, you know, we have whatever they're locked up. If we can find somebody to give us a couple prospects that are, you know, maybe lower tier, younger um, and, you know, we can continue to develop. It's one of those where, like, if the Dodgers have all the main positions locked in for a few years, which they kind of do, uh, you know, if they have the rotation locked in for a few years, which they kind of do, you know, they can just continue the player development machine and just kind of, you know, keep building, keep building, keep building, and then, you know, fit it in when they need to. So, you know what, uh, you know, Miguel Vargas, Michael Bush, we appreciate you. Uh, you're not quite needed right now. Okay, boom, we trade you. Now we got two, you know, four more guys in the pipeline. And now we develop them. And when it's their time to come up and and okay, or add to the 40 man, or are you ready to join the majors? Okay, do we need you? No, okay, maybe trade you out. You know, is this the new way the Dodgers are gonna operate? I don't think so, but I do think it's a way they can operate. Um, you know, they 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 trade for people that aren't highly touted, and then they turn them into top 100 prospects, and then who knows after what they do after that. Uh it's very possible that they can keep turning them into future top 100 prospects. You know, they traded Matt Beatty, got River Ryan. River Ryan is now, you know, a legitimate prospect. And uh, they could, you know, do continue to do that with talent or, you know, getting rid. If the guy they got for the Yankees ends up being a top 100 prospect that they traded in the soft season for Joe Vivas, you know, if, the, if he becomes a top 100 prospect, now you're back in the mix again. And you're, you know, you're staying strong with your with your uh, farm system and you're also, you know, can use it to supplement your major league team in terms of them actual playing supplement your major league team in terms of trading for somebody, you know, to improve the, the, the team at the moment, or you supplement the team by trading and getting new guys to, you know, continue the cycle. So I think it's an interesting note or, or note and thought for the Dodgers and something that they could definitely do, um and, and keep it going so 
that's the thoughts I had there. We're going to talk about Kike Hernandez. I know we've gotten a lot of questions about him. Is there room for him on this roster? Can they make room for him on this roster? We'll get into that and uh, and see where he has been rumored to so far. So that's what's coming up. So make sure to keep it locked on Dodgers. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. The NFL playoffs are here, and there's still time to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Because right now, new customers get 150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That, notice I didn't say win a $5 bet. I said place a $5 bet. Two NFL games today. You got the Steelers and the Bills. You got the Bucks and the Eagles. It doesn't matter who you think is going to win because all you have to do is place a $5 bet in order to get the 150 in a bonus bets, win or lose. And what can you do with that 150 once you get it? Well, there's a lot of things to do on the FanDuel app. You They have a new Explore tab where you can find all the hottest bets and bets going on and jump in on the action with them. There's another way to get in on the action with other people is the Parlay Hub where you can find the most popular parlays and see what people are betting on and you know decide, oh, I want to take that risk. Or you can make your own parlays uh, with the same game parlays or the multiple game parlays. There's a lot of different ways to get in on the action on, at the fan, with the FanDuel app, and you can get it by visiting FanDuel.com slash locked on and make your first bet today. Go get that 150 bucks. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Today's episode is also brought to you by eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. eBay guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers. I want to thank you for making Lockdown Dodgers your first listen of the day. Make sure to find us where we found podcasts and on YouTube. And become an everydayer by listening or watching every day. We'd greatly appreciate it. Remember, we're part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. And the Lockdown Podcast Network has two 24-7 streaming channels on YouTube. That might be of interest to you. Lockdown Sports Today has all the news and stories from around the sports world. And Lockdown Sports Los Angeles has the same thing, but for LA sports specifically. Tough loss for the Rams last night, but our buddy Doug McCain will have it all covered and get into it. And then you can find us on there and all the other L.A. teams. So go check those out on YouTube and subscribe. All right, let's talk about Keegan Hernandez. Uh, We've had a couple calls for questions the last couple weeks, and this has been a name that we've seen a lot, and we've heard a lot. And obviously, you know, popular player came back last season, uh, remained popular, and, you know, really was a, a clutch player for the Dodgers down the stretch. Has was one of the few guys with, with some hits in the postseason and it's you know it, it's a valid question to see how he could fit with this Dodger team 
And we talked about the Dodgers position player group last week, and the Dodgers could not do anything else on the position player side, and they have the 13 players that they would ride into in the regular season right now. Um, you know, is that the 13 players are going to go into it with? That remains to be seen, obviously. Uh, what does that mean for Kike Hernandez? Well, it, what it means is the Dodgers would kind of have to make a move in order to bring him back and, and you know, accommodate him on the roster. Uh, one, well, they do have an open 40-man roster spot right now, so it wouldn't necessarily be a 40-man roster move, but it probably would be that because everybody that we've talked about that would be on the team is somebody that is a major league player. You know, you look – obviously, Kike probably wouldn't be a starter on this team as it currently stands. Um, he could be a platoon, um, which basically – Manuel Margot is is where you would fit in Kike Hernandez. You would have to get rid of Margot in order to bring Kike back because, you know, you have Hayward and Outman and Teoscar in the outfield. Then you have Otani, obviously, at DH. You have Freddie and Mookie and Lux and Muncie and Will Smith. And then we talked about coming off the bench. You have Miguel Rojas. You have Austin Barnes. Right now you have Manuel Margot. And then you have Chris Taylor. So, I guess Chris Taylor would would be the other one that you can get rid of or try to get rid of in order to accommodate Kike. I don't see them, you know, I can still see them trying to move Margot or find a, a place for Margot in order to bring back Kike just for the fact of the versatility. Now, it's not as needed as before, but, you know, with Margot, he's locked in at, in the outfield. He's only going to play outfield. You know, Teoscar Hernandez locked in in the outfield. Jason Hayward locked in in the outfield. James Ottman locked in in the outfield. So that's, you know, four guys that are for sure outfielders. Miguel Rojas can play around the infield. We know that. Chris Taylor can play around the infield. We know that. But, you know, beyond that, they're, the Dodgers could value more versatility in terms of having, you know, basically – it would be like, you know, if Margot, you consider Margot and Kike similar, uh, which obviously we like Kike more. Like, you know, I don't think you'll you'll find any Dodger fan. Well, you might find some, but you're not going to find a lot of Dodger fans that wouldn't say, oh, yeah, let's bring Kike back and, and kick Margot to the curb, realistically. And, you know, Kike could, could fill in around. Now, where it could make sense again is that – we don't know exactly what we're going to get from Lux at shortstop. And it's one of those in terms of defense or like, you know, having that burst, having that mobility at shortstop coming off, you know, not just ACL surgery, but, you know, a, a, a bunch of tears in his knee and, and that recovery and everything else. I, you know, the Dodgers have already gone through a season where Miguel Rojas was their primary shortstop. So, you know, if Lux right now, doesn't have the mobility, needs a couple of days off a week or whatever the case is, I think the Dodgers would be fine with well, Taylor or Rojas holding down shortstop a couple of days a week. But if you just wanted another option, Kike would be that option. Again, I don't know. It doesn't appear that that's what the Dodgers are looking for. We haven't heard them linked at all. Over the weekend, we did hear him, Kike linked. It was to the Los Angeles Angels, a.k.a. the Anaheim Angels, um, which, again, he 
he can fit in wherever he wants. It's one of those where, you know, I don't know what Kike is looking for right now in terms of is he trying to play more? He already tried that with the Red Sox, you know, uh, uh, going to another team to get more playing time or be guaranteed a starting spot. It worked out for a season and then, it, you know, flamed out a little bit. But obviously, you know, even if he's just looking to be a, a backup fill-in again, you know, f- the role that he's had with the Dodgers essentially his entire career, it doesn't look like that will happen right now without a move being made. And I don't know if the Dodgers are looking to make that move. You know, do they legitimately trust Margot? Do they feel like they have something um, they can fix with him or whatever? I don't know. You know, Chris Taylor is one of those where, you know, he's a 15 million a year guy right now in terms of the CBT do the dot can the Dodgers move him if they wanted to? Would they have to eat some salary? You know, are are they interested in that? It, it doesn't appear likely. Uh, it doesn't appear like not that it's not going to happen, not that it won't happen. It, it can't happen. Uh, it just doesn't appear likely. And you know, as much as I love Kike, as much as we all love Kike, it just doesn't look like he's going to come back to the Dodgers. And you know, obviously, we wish him the best wherever he goes if he ends up going somewhere else. Um, but you know, if the Dodgers do, if we do hear an inkling that they're looking to uh trade Manuel Margot, then we know where that might where that roster spot might be going. Uh, but unfortunately, I don't think that's going to happen. You know, I, I can't say for sure that's that's not a, a smart move or not. Uh, that's just the way the you know the world works, that's the way the business works, that's the way baseball works sometimes. Uh, you know, you're not always going to get your favorite players or or the fan favorite players, uh, you know, sometimes they come back like DK did and, uh, you know, and then sometimes they move on again. So I think that's where we're at with that. Um, I don't think, you know, like I said, and, and in general position player wise, Manuel Margot and Chris Taylor would be the likely two players to be moved in order to accommodate somebody else or, I guess, you know, if they do want an upgrade at shortstop, then you do, you could move Lux in a trade or a deal or, you know, or you move somebody else. Uh, but it, it appears that the Dodgers are set right now. They they report in less than a month to Camelback Ranch, and uh, it would appear the position players are set. Any moves that we're kind of thinking or expecting are on the pitching side. And, uh, you know, they're still – Blake Snell still still not signed. Jordan Montgomery still not signed. Josh Hader still not signed. There's still a lot of talent out there that either has not signed or could sign and open up, you know, trade avenues. There's still, you know, the Dodgers, while they do have one 40-man roster spot, and once they kind of get to spring training, they can open up more with with any 60-day IL guys like, you know, Dustin May. It, it's interesting to see how these last, you know, three, four weeks before – they had to come back ranch will play out and, and if we'll see anybody different once they do start reporting there. So that's it on that front. Um, the last thing we're talking about is Dodgers pitching factor. There's an article in the LA times basically about how Dodgers are helping pitchers and how they figure out ways to make players better. So we're going to talk about that. That's what's coming up. So make sure to keep it locked on Dodgers. Today's episode is brought to you by Jace Medical, it is one of the worst flu seasons we've had in a long time, and it's kind of 
concerning sometimes where according to the FDA, pharmacies are running out of antibiotics and it's not necessarily the most ideal situation. And, you know, we, we talk to you a lot about sports and the way, you know, sports is usually an escape from the realities of life, but this is a legitimate concern and uh, it's hard to not feel helpless in, in that range, but it's easy to breathe a sigh of relief and help yourself out. And that's because of Jace Medical. The Jace case is a pack of five different antibiotics to treat a long list of bacterial illnesses, including respiratory infections, UTI, sinusitis, skin infections, and more. All stuff that could happen to any of us. You go to jacemedical.com. You meet with a physician online. It'll be reviewed and by a board-certified physician. And then your medications will be given to you, sent to you by uh, or you know, picked up at a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. It's called the Jace case. It can help you out. It's something that you should want at least to have in, you know, in your emergency kit. So it's never been more important to be prepared today. So go to jacemedical.com and use the offer code locked on and you'll get $20 off your order. That's J-A-S-E medical.com promo code locked on and get $20 off your order. All right. Uh, we want to thank you for making Lockdown Dodgers your first listen of the day. Reminder that you can go beyond the podcast and become a Lockdown Dodgers insider. All you got to do is go to joinsubtext.com slash Lockdown Dodgers, and you can text with us and have our first uh, our first initial thoughts when things happen. You can influence episodes last week or earlier this week. Or no, last week we had an episode with Purely questions from the Lockdown Insiders. You can ask us questions. You know, you can get answers and uh, you can get any exclusive info or things that we get uh, in in our world of kind of being the Dodger podcasters or covering the Dodgers. So go to jointsubtext.com slash Lockdown Dodgers to join today. And let's finish up the episode talking about Dodgers and pitchers and how they make pitchers better. There was an article in the LA Times from Mike D. Giovanna, basically, you know, just talking about how the Dodgers have become known as this pitcher's haven, pitcher's turnaround, whatever you want to call it. And, you know, a lot of the quotes in here are from players that have been helped out by the Dodgers, by players that or or by people in the Dodgers organization. Or, or players that, you know, have been with the Dodgers for a long time kind of talking through it. And, you know, some of the, the examples are you know, Evan Phillips, Alex Wood, Ryan Brazier, and Tyler Anderson, Andrew Heaney. Um, but, you know, it does point out Noah Syndergaard, who didn't quite work out and, and didn't, you know, necessarily benefit too much from, from the Dodgers pitching factory. And it all kind of came down to what we've heard before, you know, communication, uh, information, turning that information into usable operations, into using that information to properly convey to somebody what they want to do. And, you know, it's one of those things. Alex Wood, one of the examples in the story was that, you know, when the Dodgers acquired him and, you know, they told him basically look, you're one of the best pitchers at getting to 0-2, 1-2 counts. He was in the 99th percentile of that, but he was in the bottom third of the league in terms of putting guys away. And, you know, Alex Wood mentioned that at that time he was 
still had that that younger mentality of once you get 0-2-1-2, you know, you waste a couple pitches, try to get the guy to to chase and then, you know, then go to work from there. The Dodgers challenged him and told him to, you know, use his secondary pitches to attack hitters. Um, and, you know, Alex Wood had a pretty solid few years with the Dodgers. Um, and his strikeout rate was was higher than it had been uh, in his time before when he was with the Dodgers. You know, obviously we remember 2017, 16-3, uh, 272 ERA, you know, was one of the only team guys to, to shut down the Astros completely in the postseason. And, yeah, for Wood, the Dodgers changed him, and, and you know, he ended up leaving. He ended up coming back again and then leaving. And, you know, he hasn't necessarily had the same success uh, at other places, but he's been able to parlay everything into having a successful major league career. Um, you have, you know, Evan Phillips, who came over, was designated first time by the Orioles, was then, you know, picked up by the Rays, and they said first time by the Rays, had a 7.36 ERA in 44 games. And now the last two seasons with the Dodgers, he has a 174 ERA in 133 games. So, Obviously, you know, there, there's there's proof in the pudding there. With Evan Phillips, it was as simple as, you know, changing the grip on his slider and then adding, you know, a sinker to his repertoire and a cut fastball. And that's what he did. And and now, you know, he's the Dodgers closer at the moment and was the Dodgers closer last year and has been their best reliever the last two years. And, you know, it, it's one of those where he mentioned, like, you know, some players may fight information or suggestions that teams make you know Evan Phillips kind of said I wasn't in the position to kind of fight anything and and it was you know he's like if the Los Angeles Dodgers want you and they tell you something that they think can make you better then you know you're gonna try it for for a guy like Tyler Anderson who came here uh the switch was from a two-seam grip to a four-seam grip on his changeup, and then Tyler Anderson went 15 and 5 with the 257 ERA turned that into a 39 million dollar deal uh with Anaheim and then he was not good last year with Anaheim. And, you know, is that a matter of the Dodgers specifically? You know, you would think that if, you know, you would think that, okay, the Dodgers helped you with something, you're going to keep doing that. And then, you know, boom, you're fixed. Uh, apparently, you know, they didn't really go that way. But either way, you know, the Dodgers got what they need out of it. You know, Andrew Heaney parlayed his into, you know, a deal with the Rangers. Uh, you know, Ryan Brazier is probably going to turn, you know, his turnaround last year with the Dodgers into a deal, maybe not with the Dodgers, but with somebody else. And, you know, Andrew Friedman kind of talked about it. And he said, it boils down to putting guys in our best position to succeed. I think our scouts, analysts, and pitching coaches work really well to identify the levers we want to pull to increase the likelihood of success. He says, I think the secret sauce for us is how well our, works, our groups work together. And I think that, you know, that's part of it. The Dodgers don't have any special, um, you know, technology that no other team has. They have the same, pretty much the same technology any team can have, but it's the way you use that information. It's the way you convey that information to the player. It's, you know, the way you, you, you work on it and figure it out. And then, you know, now you kind of have this trust built up in, in the baseball world. So, you know, players want to come here, pitchers want to come here and, and they want to learn and, you know, see what, if you can help them out in their career or see if you can revive their career. And, you know, it's beneficial for the Dodgers. And, yes, sometimes it's turned into, you know, them getting guys for a year and then losing them right after because they signed bigger deals. But, you know, that's fine. As long as the Dodgers get what they need in that year that they have somebody or years that they have somebody, you know, I'm sure they don't mind 
if they end up leaving and and you know for for greener pastures in terms of the green meaning money not necessarily uh success so for us as our fans you know it's, it's always funny to you know the mark Pryor, you know memes and everything else but you know kind of what was mentioned in the article is that it, it goes beyond you know prior it goes beyond you know Connor mcginnis it goes beyond everything else it, it's everybody working together you know and, and clayton kershaw talked about it and he said uh, the people around here know how to help and there's a good connective line from each group when you get here they assess your strength or mobility to see if there's something deficient there if you're all good then they look to see how you throw if there's a deficiency there there's always something to look at whether it's a mechanical thing a strength thing a mobility thing and they try to fix it you know from prior mcginnis bullpen coach josh bard to strength and conditioning coaches travis smith and and the rest of those guys uh you know there's just a lot of people working toward the same goal. And I think that's one thing we've heard a lot with Dodgers and player development and, and everything else. You know, we've talked to younger players on this podcast and, and on our old podcast and kind of that of what's the difference with the Dodgers. And, you know, there's a lot of different things, but I think they've always said the communication, the collaborative, you know, effort, and everybody has the same goal. They want you to be the best player you can be. There's no, you know, agendas out here. You know, there's nothing that, that, they want you to be the best player you can be and, and you know, that they're going to maximize and give you all the information that, that they have in order to help you be that. So, you know, we're, we're obviously lucky as Dodger fans to continue to see this. And, you know, I'm sure we'll continue to see more and more people continue to grow the player development system. You know, we talked about it in the first segment of, you know, the Dodgers can keep building up these guys and, you know, use them how they see fit, whether it's to help the major league team directly, whether it's to help them indirectly via trade or whether, you know, their time has come and, and now they get sent off and, and you get more prospects in to work on it. And, you know, you're always going to have the one year guys coming in and, and, you know, trying to better themselves and, it's just fun to see and and fun to watch. So that's going to do it for today's episode. Thank you all for listening. Thank you for making Locked on Dodgers your first listen of the day. Make sure to come in every day or by listening or watching every day. We're here for you every Monday through Friday for about 30 minutes. So uh, check us out, you know, on your morning commute when you're at the gym, getting ready for school, getting ready for work, uh, you know, whatever you're doing, check us out every weekday morning. Remember Locked on Sports Today and Locked On Sports Los Angeles are two 24-7 streaming channels on YouTube that are hosted by the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Go check those out. You can become an insider at joinsubtext.com slash Dodgers. You can find us on social media, Twitter and Instagram at Dodgers. Jeff is on Twitter at Snydog. I'm at Vincent's91. You can DM either of us with any questions, comments, or thoughts. You can also send those via email, LockedOnDodgers at gmail.com or via voicemail text at 323-863-5625. We're here every weekday morning, and we hope you'll be here with us. When you get in your car, if you're at home, tell your smart device play podcast, Locked on Dodgers. And remember, you don't have to agree. You just have to listen. Have a good one.